about to hear an anointed, powerful word that will change your life from Treasure Coast Victory Center. Be blessed as your faith goes from one level of glory to another level of glory. I just want to wish everybody a happy, merry Christmas again. And thank everybody for all the wonderful little treats and gifts I received. I've been using them. <laughs> like, this is really fun. This year, for some reason, I'm like, I got slippers on. I got a robe. I'm using wash. I mean, it's incredible, right? So it's really fun. Okay, so um, I'm going to open up with prayer. Hi, guys. Oh. <laughs> we did All right. <clears throat> so let's just pray. Let's just pray. I'm not going to be always over there, so. I walk a lot because I got to, you know, I'm feeling excited. It's an excitement. So, Father, thank you so much for this evening. Thank you for the word, for your word. Thank you for all you do in everyone's life here and in my life especially. Thank you for um, Pastor Tom and Miss Becky for, for giving me the opportunity to preach the gospel and the things that God has been doing to me and to people in my lives because everything I share is practical experience, knowledge, and um, or witness, something I've witnessed. So I, I thank you, God, for that, for letting me be a witness to other people in my life and how you're changing them. And, and hopefully everyone here receives and is changed by your word to where it needs to be. Every day is a new day, and we thank you for that, a new fresh bread, and we receive and we open our hearts and our minds to you, Lord, in Jesus' name, amen. So... Lately, it seems like, um, especially with Pastor Latasha and everyone, everybody is talking about fruits, the fruit of the spirit and um, the new man identity and what it should look like and how we should be walking. And so God started to minister to me about roots and fruits, roots, fruits, and the soil, of course, because the soil is our heart, right? So I want to talk a little bit about roots and fruits. And the roots are the principles the truths of the word of God. Now, I had many roots from false truths in my life, and I had to stop pulling those, but I had to wait until I can see the difference between what was true and what was false, and the only way was by filling myself up with truth so that I can recognize the lies, right? So I came in, and I started to press into God. I really wanted more. I got hungry and thirsty. And the fruits is the result of what the roots, the seeds are producing. It's the, it's the benefits, it's the profit, actually. It's the produce, it's the manifestation of God's expression through me. Hallelujah, right? Of man. And we're all, we're all made of God created Adam through the dirt, and that's the soil of the earth. And the earth is the female part of the process. Earth means we went to a thing and we learned a little bit about how the seed is the male and the earth is the female and how God created everything. Even the animals came up out of the earth. So a spiritual law is that a seed needs to be planted. That's just the way it is, whether it's a, a, a natural spiritual law or a spiritual, heavenly spiritual law. All right. So we have basic spiritual principles in our lives, whether we know God or not. They, they are, because everything starts in the spirit, and then will manifest. It has to, 
That's, that's who he is, and that's how he created it. So Jeremiah 17, 7, 8 says, Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, whose trust is in the Lord. He is like a tree planted by water and sends out its roots by the stream and does not fear when, he, when heat comes, for its leaves remain green, and it is not anxious in the year of drought, for it does not cease to bear fruit. So if you have the word of God, no matter what's going on in your life, no matter how bad it might get or you feel like you're, you, you're not moving, your roots are. It's all underground. The movement's underground first. Anything that moves above ground is something that we're offering of God to someone else, basically. And it should be character, uh, moral values, because those are the roots that we're planting, the seeds of God, that now we become in his image and likeness. Our fruit is is an image and likeness of who he is. And people get um, attracted to that, right? So roots are the veins of seeds. And we talked that they were the male. That's Jesus. Jesus is the seed that I planted finally. Thank you, Jesus, um, for doing what you've done, going underground and, and getting risen to sit at the right hand of the Father. But he was planted underground, and then many seeds can come. Now we have many um, seeds of Jesus Rome on the earth and we could do greater things he tells us because of that reason right he was one man doing all of that now he has many of us many births of who he is right to um fulfill what he was sent to do for for god so the place where something begins this is what a, a root is where it springs into being the beginning of growth their primary function is to supply minerals water and food to all plants all parts, right? All the parts of who we are. It is also used to store food. It grows downward into the soil in our hearts, in us, right? So our hearts will kind of go through our bloodstream and, and change uh, who we are, who we are into his image and likeness. And, anchor, and, and it anchors the seedling. It anchors what we're planting. So I'm going to keep saying this because it doesn't matter if we plant Worldly seeds or godly seeds, wordly seeds, something's going to grow, okay? Whether we know Jesus or we don't, something's going to grow because God created it that way. It's his divine spiritual law. So it's go he's not a liar. He's not going to change it because I don't know him because I can think of many times in my life that the seeds that I was planting definitely grew worldly beliefs, traditions, moral values, ethics, and character. I had character of anger. I had the character of jealousy. I had the character of bitterness, envy, strife. All those things was my image and likeness. And let me tell you, I know, like, people knew, oh, here she comes. Like, if I got in a bad mood, if I didn't like, I was nasty. So there was a look that I had. There was a behavior, a character that I brought into the room, whether I, whether I was being nice that day or not. They knew who I was. So the same thing has to happen now, you know, if you choose to. It's all a choice. See, anger worked for me for a very long time. But the more I stayed in the word with God, the less anger started to work for me. I started to get convicted because the law of God, the curse, is to help us to remind us that we don't have to live in condemnation. We don't have to do those things. If I'm going the speed limit, I'm not worried about being pulled over. So the law doesn't mean anything to me because I'm living properly. 
I'm following the law of the land. So I'm not going to be looking behind me or hiding behind a bush because I've done something I know. I've done something. We always know. It's a conviction. It's a heart matter. Okay, so, uh, so the source, the origin of something, a primary root, a stronghold of the heart. So what's your primary root? And I hope that this, going into the new year, we can really just think about the things, um, take an inventory about where you've been, where you're going. Maybe you're in the wrong direction. Maybe you're in the right direction and you're feeling frustrated or tight. Stay there. Because roots, we don't know what's going down, what's going on. Only God knows what's going on underground, right? But the tree that's strong underground is strong above ground. So the more we let that place take place, that that place, that 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 secret place, that's what it would be, the place where only God knows what's happening. The more we spend time with Him and let Him do that work, the stronger and taller and wider our tree becomes. And those roots can touch things, even if it's dry outside, there could be a root at a stream. And we don't see it, but it's there. And that one root is going to feed the rest of the tree. But it's all through God's word. If you want the right roots, it's God's word. And the soil is the, what we need to be toiling and taking care of is our heart. You know, I came in with a hard heart, so any seed that was thrown at me bounced right off of it, basically. Even if somebody tried to tell me about Jesus, it was gone. It's the scripture, you know, and then it got a little softer. And then I saw a little suckling and I was like, wow, what is that? But of course I want to, I'll do it now. And I run and I do it. And then because of a feeling or an emotion, I'm not even talking about anything that's on here, but <laughs> I like that. So anyway, so it's a primary root. So the soil, and let me just say this, that roots are um, seeds firmly planted, takes root. It's, the, it's our spirit. So when a seed is planted in my, I call this the uh, reproductive system, right? So when Jesus' seed is planted here, it starts to grow, right? And then it busts through the heart. And that's what we really want. We want that soil, the seed of Christ, to come and start influencing and, and um, in, in what, what is it, when it, invading our heart so that our heart then can talk to the mind, which leads the body. Right. So I always think of that. So and then the, the soil is the mind, the attitude. So when my heart's not right with a good attitude or the thinking properly, it's going to give my my actions, my brain the wrong message because I'm running on false feelings, not fact feelings, you know, and feelings are regulators. That's all they are. They change. So. I can't rely on that. I have to bring it to the Lord. I'm feeling this. Is this of you, God? Or is this of maybe selfishness? I have to check myself. It's my job to, 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 to look in the mirror. And especially when I'm making accusations. Because that's a big twister for us. When we make an accusation on someone, it's usually because we are identifying with it. Otherwise, I wouldn't recognize it. If I, all I would say is I feel, you know, I pray for that person. I might recognize it but not be affected by it. Two different things, right? So the soil is the earth's surface. It's the dominion in the world. God gave us dirt, man, right? Dominion. So it needs to be planted in our hearts in order for it to grow. It has to be planted in a man in order for a, a, a God seed to grow, Right? So he puts us in charge. He gives us dominion to toil, to multiply, to produce. That's why he's saying all those things to us. 
All right? It's the heart of his bride. He touched each and every one of us. with. He gave us the power and authority. When we're Power and authority, even though you know, we have a program that says you're powerless over blah, 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 blah. Right? Well, we have more power than we know. We always had the power. We just gave it to other things. We took our, what happens is God says, no, 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 I gave it to you. Not to Sally Lee or the judge or money. I gave it to you. So once we understand and we take the, the power back that by receiving the Holy Spirit, we get, get activated to use that power and go forth with power and not on each other, on my life and the things in my life. And I will say this, managing properly gives me power. When I'm managing my finances properly, when I'm managing my family proper, when I'm managing my home properly, my thoughts properly, my feelings properly, it goes deep. Those are the unseen things that need to be worked out first before I can pluck off my tree and say, here, have some of that. You know, because we're, uh, the only thing I can offer is what I'm growing. I can't offer you anything more because I don't have it. So that's why it's even more important that we understand that God gave first because everything he's ever given me is good. And he never wanted me to eat off the tree of knowledge of good and evil because I never needed to really, today I don't need to know, I don't want to see evil, hear evil. Even if it tries to come at me, I don't have to receive it. I've, I sat with somebody who was cursing up a storm at a, at a function that I went to across. And I know this person for many years and cursing, cursing. And I was not, I, listen, I didn't get up and say, I can't believe this person is talking like this and I'm never going to, I don't want to. No, it was very offensive in my heart, but I didn't, I didn't say anything to that person. I stayed there. I assessed the situation and I said, okay, God, how would you like me to handle this? So I had a conversation with someone and I said, next time we get together as this group, please, if you don't mind, I would prefer not to sit with that person because I don't, I don't represent what they, and they're not bad people. It's just that I don't have to subject myself. If I have an opportunity to make a difference and manage something differently, I have to do that. It's my job to do that so that I don't leave and I don't start getting a resentment and mad and oh, here I am stuck again with this person. No, or, or maybe even being nasty to the person because I'm, I'm not tolerating it. And my emotion of not, even though it might be good, it's still not righteous. So it might be that it's good that I'm experiencing that, but I'm not handling it in the right manner. And I need to be right, walking righteously. Because, you know, he said we could do very good things in our life, but if we don't do them in the right order, it doesn't profit, it profits us nothing. Okay? So the soil activates the seed the dominion that we have. Spiritual law seeds need to be planted to take root and grow fruit. Without that, we're gonna the fruit's not gonna I mean, even if it is bad fruit, because you can have good a good tree and a bad tree, even if it's bad fruit, you're not gonna it's not gonna have flavor, it's not gonna have substance, it's gonna be limited in in it's not eternal fruit. It's limited. And it might even look like good fruit. And it might, so, so we were talking even today on our group, you know, I've shared this many a times with uh, some members, Kelly for one of them, and that people that don't know Christ, you can look at them and they are prospering. Looks like they're prospering, and they are. They have wealth, they have happiness, maybe married kids, healthy kids, all of it, right? Success, 
But the problem is, they're not, it's not eternal. You see, that's the difference. It doesn't matter what it looks like in the natural. I mean, yes, we want to be able to share that, and God does want us to prosper and do all those things because it's a reflection of who he is. However, that does it, that's why we need to know because the devil is cunning and baffling, and he can get our attention on the wrong things, on what people have. You know, and when he says, I will supply these things, he's talking about your social needs, your security need, your relationship need. Those are our basic needs, and God wants to provide for us those things. But we want to use people, places, and things to fill that. And that's the wrong order. That's mismanaging. So uh, a man's heart is the soil, land we plant seeds in, kingdom territory or worldly territory. We have a choice. I can make my heart for the king and have the king of my heart be God, or I can have the king of my heart be, I don't know, my kids, uh, my boss, my spouse, my bank account, my position, my feelings. It's up to me. And I've learned this through time. Now, I've been in the therapy world forever. I mean, since I'm two. <laughs> and then I became a therapist. <laughs> but, but the thing is, so all these things, you know, none of that, it doesn't matter. I never put it together. I used to look at slogans for many years. I've been in the, in programs and, and things, you know, and I would look at first things first and never understood. I understood it on a natural level, on a head knowledge level, not a heart knowledge level. Once I received Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, with many years to practicing all these things to try to feel better, look better, be better, do better, that's when my life turned around. So I know the difference of looking better, being better, doing better, and not, believe me, I grew up in, in darkness, extreme darkness, like on, you know, like doing drugs and my daughter's here, it doesn't matter, doing lots of things, right? And then I stopped doing those things, but I, and I was lost. I stopped doing those things, acquired a lot of the worldly things, but I was lost. Then I met face-to-face -face with Jesus, and I felt found, accepted, adopted. I knew who I was. I started to learn who I was, actually. I didn't know yet. Today I do. So I could walk on a solid foundation. My roots are solid. And there's still, there's sometimes a weed comes up, and I got a plop, I'm the manager of my territory. And if I can manage this heart properly, he'll grow my heart and he'll give me another heart and another heart and another heart and another heart. And then he has a bit, I have a territory of kingdom that's a lot bigger than here, which is beautiful because I get to see hearts, territories of God in my life. That's the greatest gift that I could ever even, even especially when it's your children. But when you, you're, you're ministering to others and you're giving and, and they're growing and prospering and, and multiplying, right? Be fruitful and fruitfulness. It's the most unbelievable. There's not a dollar that can fulfill that. And that's what I was looking for my whole life. There's not a man. There's not a position except for who I am in Christ. That is it. So, uh, so soil activates, it gives us the dominion and the fruit is the body. That's God, the father. So we have roots is the spirit. We have the soil is the soul, right? And then, cause I'm all about the Trinity. I believe that God made us as, to be one with him. And if I see him everywhere in his fullness, I have an opportunity to be in my most excellent way in my most fullness with him. So I'd look for that. And the fruit is the body. That's Father God. 
because he heals us. He restores us. He gives us a new, transforms us into a new image and likeness. So that's going to start to change, right? And it's the fruit. It's the prophet. It's the, the, the bearing of the fruit. It's, it's the product. It's everything that we want to do. It's, you know, and it's part of the principles. So manufacture, uh, I'm sorry, manifestation of seed. It's the product, the image and likeness. It's Father God. That's what the fruit represents. So when someone bites into patience, because you, pa- you handed them patience rather than impatience that day, they notice. I was with my daughter because I had, I, and, and let me just share this too. I had to leave unexpectedly. Sunday I come to church. Sunday night I'm calling past and I'm going on a plane. And I had about, I don't know, 20 people come to my house on Saturday. And I had to leave on Monday. I wasn't coming back till Thursday night. And then I had to get ready for this big Christmas Eve. And let me tell you, I did it. And I had, it went smoothly. I was peaceful. I got a lot done. It was just incredible because I was on his time. It was planned by him. I wasn't trying to do something, make somebody happy. I was asked to come. I didn't push myself onto anything. And then God released it. And he, and he ordered my steps. And I came back and everything got done and everything was smooth and everything was delicious and everything, everything got wrapped and it was beautiful because I let go of trying to be something, do something, want something, and I let God just show me how to, what he wanted me to do. And that's part of, that's a process of sowing a seed, letting it grow, and letting it go so that I can share. So here I am in the car in New York. I'm in the car with my kids for like two days now. And I noticed, okay, nobody's saying anything to me. We're just driving around. I noticed. I'm like, hmm, isn't it amazing how patient I am? (laughs) My daughter turns around. She goes, oh, my God, for two days I haven't seen this thing go over 35. I'm so, what is it? I said, it's the Holy Spirit. It has to be because I was like Speedy Gonzalez in New York in traffic. You knew me. That must be Luann. Okay, but this time I'm like, mm-hmm. so even when we're not aware, when he, when we're living for him, he's going to give us what we need, and it was patient, we were looking around, and they, they noticed it, which was even more funny, because I'm always impatient, that's one of my big, and I've been praying for that, and I've been paying attention to it, and there it was, it manifested itself, which is a blessing, because I see how the fruit grew, from something that I planted with God, I said, okay, God, I want, I want to practice patience here. He goes, okay, then let's water it. Here, you have it. You got to start watering it. It's there. So I started to water and, pa- and practice. That's my part. And then all of a sudden, bloop, there's a little fruit, and I'm doing 35 in the midst of, like, chaos. And there's Lou. <laughs> and my kids are going, <laughs> trying to figure out, why is she going so slow? Because they grew up with the, in the back seat with me going, what is that person doing? Why is that one going there? I can't believe this. That's what they grew up with. So now they see a different mother, a mother that has a little patience, and it was foreign to them. I brought some, some produce from heaven into <laughs> a foreign country, and they enjoyed it. So praise the Lord, right? So the fruit is the sweet and the fresh product of a tree or other plants that contain seed 
and can be eaten as food. It's the reward, the benefits, the produce, the profit, the yield, the return. To bear fruit, the fruit is the offspring. It's the air. We are the air, and that's the product when we give birth. It's the birthing of the seed. Praise the Lord. Right? So Hosea, Hosea 10:12 says, sow for yourself righteousness. So he's telling us to do it. Okay? A person, and I've looked up righteous so everybody would know. A person's conduct, and I'm sure everybody does know. I just, a person's conduct, morally right, justifiably, virtuous. Okay? Reap steadfast love. Break up your fallow ground, and uh, that's uncultivated land, unseeded, idle, unfruitful land, right? Your ground. For it is time, the time to seek the Lord. So that's telling me something. I need to seek him when, when I'm feeling like I need, I need a fruit. I need something. I need a supply. I have to seek him first and his righteousness. And then these things will be added. You see, I have to seek the righteousness, right? That he may come and rain righteousness upon you. Praise the Lord. And that's the good seed, the upright moral seed, the right one that I need. Not just the good one, but the right one, you know, because I might be doing something good in the wrong order. I need to be in the right order with him. So um, Matthew 13, 23 says, but the seed failing, falling on good soil refers to someone who hears the word and understands it. This is the one who produces a crop yielding 160 and 30 time what was sown. Praise God. And I'm a witness to many people in this church and in my, in my groups and in, in the in groups and everywhere I go, I, I hear the stories of how we started here with a hope and then we walk out that hope in faith and then it manifests the fruit of what we planted in a conversation, years, years of this conversation. And people would think we were crazy because there were so many different things changing in that conversation, you know. Some people not talking, some people talking, some, you know, then making up, forgiveness, all these different things, burning of the flesh, all through this time, like getting to a place where, bloop, the fruit comes out. Hallelujah. And I get to hear the stories. So to take root is to be rooted in Christ and established in faith. And that's um, Corinthians 2.6. So roots are the principal foundations, the truths, the beginning of growth, morals, values, ethics of the fruits, the personality, the character, the produce, the prosperity. It's what, it's the multiplication of what we're planting. Not just one fruit grows. It, I mean, we could be a pineapple, but maybe we only need that one pineapple for that, that situation. But usually when an orange tree grows, there's many oranges, right? So, and there might be some time where I only need that pineapple, but God will grow that one fruit for me. But I have to be obedient and submit and submit myself, my will to his will and line up with who he is so that I can produce what he wants to produce. So a tree grows underground first in the innermost places of a man in the earth, the growth, and then, then grows out of a man into the earth as a natural manifestation of unseen, of the unseen, right? So the fruit is the image and likeness of what the seed or root is, what it's rooted in what the seed is rooted in. So these are important things because even nature does that. We are his creation. Everything is doing that. 
So seeds are growing, the roots are growing first, and then they grow out. Hallelujah. Isaiah 37, 31 says, and also 2 Kings 19, 30 says exactly the same thing. And the remnant who have escaped of the house of Judah shall again take root downward and bear fruit upward. So if I'm not willing to go inside, the inside job, I can't have an outreach because it's really about the outreach God wants us to do. But first, we need to get the supply. If it's not in me, I can't put it out of me. And whatever is in me will definitely come out of me, good or bad. So I have to make some choices. And I wasn't, wasn't working. I can't love Jesus and then curse out the dogs. It doesn't work. It doesn't feel right if I'm truly walking properly. Okay? I can't love Jesus and then uh, take the bounties that were stuck under my cart from Target. It doesn't work anymore if I continue to walk properly. See, it will work because we have many people who say, I love Jesus, go F yourself. We do. And, and, and I'm not saying sometimes I don't fall short of the glory, but there's a conviction that happens to people should be happening if you're truly walking with Christ. It should be happening. And if it isn't, talk to someone. It's okay because confession is God's plan. He wants you to talk to people so that you can get transparent and everybody sees who he is instead of your mess in between you and him. He wants you to get rid of that stuff, get out of the bushes and come clean so that he can use you. You're his testimony, each and every one of us. Hallelujah. So there's um, the things I already talked about, uh, you know, um, the supply, the fruit, and the things are the social security and intimate relationships that we that we are. And when we marry intimate relationships in the spirit, we're not talking about the natural sex. And yes, it, it, God straightened that out. He keeps talking about that because that's the way it manifests is when it's not right in the spiritual. Meaning who are you yoking yourself with? Who are you marrying? Who are you being fruitful with? Whether it's good or bad, you're fruitful with something or someone. Is it money? Is it? And if it isn't God first, you're going to abuse yourself you're going to abuse the thing that you're trying to multiply with too okay because God is not an abuser he's going to love us and he's going to teach us how to love ourselves first he says love our neighbors as ourselves. if I don't believe God loves me I don't care how many times I say yeah I, I forgive them oh yep you think you think God you think he did that to me or that doesn't make any sense so this is how we know the truth, and the truth is what makes us free. When I'm working with others, I hear how the enemy is deceiving them. And it's our job as we walk with Christ and understand who he is because we stand under who he is, right? And we let him pour out onto us. It's our job to gently and lovingly, mercifully, gracefully tell people. It is. I had to tell somebody today that was texting me. I'm like, well, you know, do you think that if that was me, I'll put it that way, I probably would restrain for a full year. That's the advice I give because I can't lie to somebody. I can't be, I'm not going to say, oh, that's great. No, if it's not, if I don't feel like it is, I'm going to be the first person to say, I don't think that's the best thing right now. And that's why people sometimes get upset. But <laughs> but they come back. 
Because, they, you know what? Sometimes they need to be told, and then they go. It's the same thing with people that come in that use drugs and alcohol. Sometimes they need to go back out there and get hurt and broken enough to look up to see God. It's not about me helping you or fix you because I can't. It's about him doing it. And sometimes you get mad at me because you think, you know, or whatever, or a person, anybody. You know, I'm not that. They don't know what they're talking about. You're right. I'm representing God. And if you can't see God through me, you're not ready yet because I'm not going to hurt you. I'm, I'm going to lead you to him. Right. But if you can't, that's fine. And then when you get where you need to be, then you might. How many phone calls we get maybe a year later, two years later? whatever and they're where they need to be to be able to receive properly but because you didn't do it in an aggressive negative way out of impatience or uh pride you know then the door is still open for them they don't feel shameful to come back you know they might feel shameful about what they've done but not to come to you which is really a blessing right amen so there's uh i'm so uh, the things, okay, so basic needs, so natural world and spiritual world are the things that we look for. We either look for God's ways, his will, his, his provision, or we look for the world provision. And if I, if I skip God, I may get the world stuff, but they're not eternal, like I said, and they're going to make me, I'm, eventually I'm going to hit a wall with it. It's not going to be enough, okay? I have, I, I've had, um, I was diagnosed, and and I tell this story because it's happened several times in my walk. And I know this. And, and today, it's, it has nothing to do. In the beginning, it definitely had to do with me burning off some of my own stuff. And sin is combustible. So if there's a burn, it's because of sin. It has nothing to do. Because purity is at its most pure form. It's liquid. It can't burn. It just can't. Right. So there must mean there's something that's a lot of stuff that needed to be burnt out. So the enemy had a field day. It wasn't God. He had an opportunity, especially with ministries growing and things. But today, when things happen, I know it might be because of a promotion. So when things happen to me, I never look at it like, oh, my God, what did I do? I sinned. Or what? And maybe, maybe I have to. I do that first. But most of the time, it's because God's getting ready to expand his kingdom. And I have to, you know, make sure any cracks, then it's my job to, to make sure that I'm living properly and I'm speaking properly. Because the enemy knows when he can get an opportunity. So cancer tried to have me. Infirmity did not. Thank you, Jesus, because I'm healed. And I had to stand on that for a long time, right? But I will tell you this. There's not a dollar that can heal you. All right? It was my faith. I had to stand on faith. And I had to press in. And I had to grow. And I had to understand and stand and, and, and declare and... I didn't care if my eye was popping out. I kept saying, I'm healed. And they were looking at me like <laughs> And they wanted me to try all these different things. And, and let me tell you, people can run around spending, well, look at the woman who, who bleeding, spent uh, her wealth on trying to be healed. And all he did was touch, right? So it needed to be done. There was some deliverance in my own heart. And that happened, and then I was touched. I could feel his touch. He was always touching me. I just couldn't feel him because I was too busy being burned. But as soon as I felt him, I knew. You see, that's why he wants to be able to touch us all the time. But if I got all these things I'm carrying and cloaks and, and, and 
things that I need to get through it. I can't feel him touch me. I have to get rid of those things so that I can be one-on-one with him. So (laughs) here we go. I don't even know. So health is Jesus, spirit of man, social needs. That's about people, right? Wealth is Holy Spirit. So that's the soul of a man. That's security needs. Those are the places we want to be safe. We want to have a good environment. We're always looking for these things, right? And prosperity is the fullness. It's the uh, fruitfulness. It's God. It's Father God. It's the body of man. So he's touching us in every area of who we are if we allow him in those areas. So it's wealth. It's health, wealth, and prosperity, fruitfulness. If we give him those parts of our heart, those places, then we're one with him. That's what he's saying. Like some people want to say, okay, I need God. I'm not feeling good. But I got to go to work and do all these things to make money. So I don't need him in that area. Or, you know, whatever it is, relationships. in my. And when I say fruitfulness, God says be fruitful and multiply. Who are you yoking yourself with? Who are you marrying? That's the relationships, your intimate personal relationships, soul ties, those things get created because we're yoking with people. So when we physically start yoking with people, our mental, the spiritual soul, the mental place starts to get bound or loosened. It's up to us, right? So uh, Mark 4, 18, 20 says, still others like seed sown among thorns hear the word, but the worries of the of this life, but the worries of this life, the deceitfulness of wealth, and the desires for other things come in and choke the word, making it unfruitful. But these are the ones sown on the good Those who accept it and be fruit and bear fruit, some thirtyfold, six, some sixty, and some hundred. I think this is dying, but that's okay. There are two types of seed, incorruptible seed, that's the truth. And then there's, um, and it's, and some of the words for incorruptible seed is upright, honest, honorable, moral, ethics, ethical, just, principled. I love that. It's principled. It means it's, it, it gives me the order that I need. The, the, it's, it principles me. It teaches me where I need to be. And then to have a corruptible seed is lies. It's deception. It's unprincipled. Okay? It's dirty. It's lawless. And if you look at the Bible, all those things go, you're unclean. You're that that's all it is. It's it's you have a bad seed. It needs to come out. All right. And we give a lot of credit to the enemy when we're giving him the power. It's us all along. You know, somebody was sharing with me today, and I'm like, no, you already have it. It's already there. Don't let the enemy tell you you need it or you got to go get it or you got to go do something to, to, to be worthy of it. It's there already. God wants you just to enjoy what he's already given you. That's the fruit. Hallelujah. First Peter 1, 22, 25 says, since you have purified your soul in obeying the truth through the spirit in sincere love of the brethren, love one, love one another fervently with a pure heart been born again, not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible seed. Throughout the word of God, which lives and abides, through the word of God, which lives and abides forever. B. 
because all flesh is as grass and all the glory of man as the flower of the grass. The grass withers and its flowers fall away, but the word of the Lord endures forever. Now this is the word which by the God, by the gospel was preached to you, to each and every one of us. It's the same word. Nobody's getting anything different. And God's reminding us of that. We all have the same measure if we choose to lambano it. Right? We got to take it. We got we to gotta believe it's there. It's as much as my faith. I only will receive as much as I believe. I'm not going to receive any more than that. And it's not God's fault. It's my, my job to yoke and marry God first. Because then he can attach me to whatever he wants. You know, I, I uh, Cindy died. Uh, it's not even, a, it'll be a year coming up. And before Christmas, she gave me an orchid. And we had a plan for her to, because I, I told her I really, she had a gift flowers and growing things and she gave me an orchid and she said I'm gonna come over and we're gonna plant this orchid on your tree I'm gonna show you how to do it right and then she passed away she she was uh, it was horrible but we went through it as a group and I had this orchid and then her daughter gave me she knew because I told her the story she says well my mom has another orchid here and she gave it to me. So I had these two orchids at my house. <laughs> I don't know how to do this, but I really felt that I needed to put them on my tree. So I'm Googling and I tie, one I tied, I had an old pantyhose. <laughs> a, a stocking from the 80s. It was from the 80s. It was not from now. I went in my drawers and I got a stocking and I cut it from the 80s. All right. And I, uh. I tie an orchid. It's dead. Well, the flowers left. You can't do it. The flowers died off of it. And I tied it to one of my trees. And then I had the other one. And I took a, a zip tie or whatever that is, the little things from the, the bags. And I tie, tied a whole bunch of those to get the other one because I was like, well, if that doesn't work, maybe this will work. And today I have beautiful orchids growing off a year later. Okay? And this is life happening, people growing, people leaving, people coming, uh, weather, all different types of weather. And I have the most beautiful orchids. Kelly, if you could just pass whatever pitches. But, but the beautiful thing is today I went out there because I knew what God was doing in this teaching. I said, I want to see that closer. It attached itself to the tree, like wrapped it, like hugging the tree. And the nutrients of the tree, which are holy and blessed because it's kingdom territory, right? It's where I live. It's on my property. <laughs> and they get spoken to. Everything gets I spoke to the coffee before we got here. I'm like, now be good. In Jesus' name, you be good. Nobody moves back there. Because we could talk to things. So I speak to things. It's beautiful. It wrapped itself. The roots of this orchid wrapped around the tree. And now they're beautiful flowers, two of them, and they're growing like more than what I planted. I planted one, there's like two on each one, it's magnificent. But that's the beauty of seeds being planted and growing out of love. You know, that's really the basis of, it, of the whole thing too. 
So um, there are three types of man living on the earth. And I know we always hear about the natural man and the spiritual man. But you know what? The natural man does not know the things of God because he's an Adamite. I was a natural man. I didn't, I mean, I, I kind of heard about God, but I really didn't have him living. He was a far, I, I was not interested. I was doing my life. All right. I was an agnostic atheist because he wasn't in any territory. He was not the king of my life. I didn't even, yes, he's good. I went to Catholic school because I got thrown out of a public school, not because I wanted to learn about God, but because I had no choice, but I did. Right. And then there's the fleshly man. Now that man is the one who chooses over God fleshly things. Okay. So they know God and we know we we probably and you know I was one I was that too in the beginning I was living in sin I was living with somebody in sin and I had to really make some major decisions even though they were christian and I had to I broke off I I loved that person I broke off a relationship choosing God saying that we need to do this for a year I stayed the course with God I don't know what's up with that person I don't know where they are but I know where I am and I know that my life has grown and flourished and became very fruitful when I did that. It was hard, but I had to live in truth. I couldn't twist it and turn it to fit Luann, my will, my way, my moral distortion, because that's what it was. Any worldly ideas that I have ever had are lies, period. There's no such thing as a worldly good idea. Nope, doesn't happen. Because it has a limit. It might be good temporarily for a little while, but you're going to hit a wall. And without the Holy Spirit, you can't walk through the wall. You're going to hit a mountain. And without the Holy Spirit, you can't move that mountain. And that's just the bottom line. So the seed has to come up and the Holy Spirit gets activated. Praise God. So, And that's in 1 Corinthians 2, 12, 15. It says, now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God that we might know the things that have been given to us by God, the things we also speak, not in word, words which man's wisdom teaches, but with the Holy Spirit teaches, what the Holy Spirit teaches, spiritual things with spiritual. But the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God. There's the difference, okay? For they are foolishness to him, nor can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. So a fleshly man can know some spiritual things, but choose fleshly things and not godly things because it doesn't feel good. It's not fulfilling them at that time. They don't want to wait for the root, right? Spiritual, um, the foolish to him, nor can he know them because they are spiritually, dis spiritually discerned. But he who is spiritual judges all things, yet he himself is right, rightly judged by no one. Meaning, I'm looking at everything. If it doesn't line up with God, only God judges me. It's the Holy Spirit. When you get conviction or you feel, it's not condemnation. The enemy wants you to think it is. But it's really conviction. God's talking. Be excited. I get excited when that happens to me today. I used to get pissed off. Sorry, God. But today I get very excited when that happens to me because I know I'm going to grow something. God's look, making me, tell him, getting my attention. And how special do I feel when God personally wants to get my attention and poke at me, right? That means we're really close. 
if he's touching me like that, that means he's really close. He's like, oh, there it is, right? So, and then in Galatians, and I want to read this, it's important. Um, but if you are, oh, 5, 18, 25, but if you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law and that's the natural things or the fleshly things. You're not thinking about those things. And even if they come, you take captive the thought, you bring it to the Lord till it's repentance. Everything needs to come to the Lord till, to, to its repentance. So if it's a bad thought, just say, God, help me with this. And eventually it goes away. Amen. Right now, the works of the flesh are evident which are adultery, fornication, uncleanliness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, um, contentions, jealousy, outburst of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissension, heresies, envy, murder, murders, drunkenness, rivalries, and the, and the like, and the like. So whatever you like over whatever it is that God talks about, you know, that's, that goes in that category of which I tell you, Beforehand, just as I also told you in the time past, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit, the seed, the principle of seed, the fruit, right, of the spirit is love. That's the welfare for others. Joy, eternal gladness, not no person, place, or thing can give it to me, not even a feeling. Amen. Uh, love, joy, peace, that's Holy Spirit understanding in me. When I get the peace that surpasses all understanding, that's the Holy Spirit covering me, saying, you're right where you're supposed to, that's it. And everything feels right. That's peace, right? And then we have long-suffering, and that's patience, endurance, perseverance, and that's what I did. I I did long-suffering. I had patience driving, because it takes a lot to drive in New York during holiday you know, during Christmas for sure. Okay, kindness and goodness is the expression, the moral goodness, the integrity and kindness to others. It's expressing to others when we're kindness and goodness, not to my, you know, oh, well, I'm, I'm nice. I'm a nice person. No, no, when we actively are being nice, even when someone's not being nice to us, okay? Uh, faithfulness is submission and obedience. That's what faith is about. It's about believing things, even when they don't look like it, and living to them, not acting as if all hell's breaking loose in your life, right? And then there's gentleness. That's um, humility, grace to the soul. It's grace. It's forgive. It's it's giving peace, people mercy and grace, and and forgiving yourself, your own thoughts. Like, you know, this is important stuff because those are the blocks. Those are the rocks. Those are the, the, the clay places that we want to sometimes plant seeds, and they won't grow in those areas. So we have to get them out of there, okay? Um, and self-control is strength to control and manage our sinful fleshly desires. We need to learn that's self-control. That's sound-mindedness. That's Christ-mindedness. That's being sober. It's a big word. And sober from jealousy anger, envy. So that's a basic thing. It's not only alcohol, drugs. I mean, I'm not judging anybody. You do what you want. My calling is to teach this, so I need to be this. I can't teach and give something I'm not receiving and and living because it makes no sense. I can't give somebody an apple when I'm an orange. Then they look at me and say, she's 
this is not an apple. Eventually, they're going to open their eyes, and then they're going to say, she lied to me. She said this was an orange. You know, and I don't, that's not, you know, that's false prophecy right there. Or false prophet, I should say, not prophecy. Okay, so against such there, such there is no law. And those who are Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live in the spirit, let us also walk in the spirit. Doesn't mean I'm over here and the spirit's over there or I'm over here and the spirit's over there. I got to walk in the spirit. When I And that's what happened this, this trip. I was walking in the spirit. I had... There were very big divine assignments, I'm going to say. Assignments. I had people that were very difficult on the plane sitting right next to me. I mean, of all the people <laughs> right there. Oh, Lord, with the mask. And, and it was it was good because I was practicing love. I was practicing tolerance. I was practicing patience. I was practicing understanding too, like where this person might be at and how, get her off the, every once in a while she'd be on the cliff. Oh, they're going to do something. And I would, well, it's going to be okay. And, you know, and, and then you'd see the, the peace come over her. And then again, you know, it was like, not, not only was I in turbulence in the natural, it was spiritual turbulence going on. Right. So I had it both ways, but I was okay because I had peace. I had peace in the natural and in the spirit, even though it was trying to do all this stuff. Right. And then there was, there was just so many different beautiful stories that I can say, but when we're lined up with the Holy Spirit, they just flow. And then they just, they, they get to the next place where they need to be. Hallelujah. So what is the fruitful citizen of, of heaven? Who is he? He's the spirit man, right? He, character produces fruit. Who you are. Know who you are. Are you in the image and likeness of God? Your conduct produces fruit. What you do. It's conduct right? Your giving produces fruit. Why are you giving? Are you giving to get something? Mm, it's going to produce something, but it's not going to be fulfilling. Or are you giving because it's unto the Lord? He told you, he gave you directions to do something. And sometimes it's uncomfortable. Leading others to Christ. Discipleship. That's what we would call it, right? Produces fruit. When you lead others, it's a testimony of Jesus is your life. And that's what you're doing. That's fruit. Your life disciples and ministers to others. Fruit. Okay? Brotherly love. Love produces fruit. Hallelujah. And the words that we speak, they produce fruit. Okay? Walking, worthy or unworthy, produce fruit. So to grow fruit from your root, you must take action. Hope cultivates. Those are the thoughts. Let's let's. Think about this first. Let's cultivate the soil, right? And faith activates. It sets in motion what's going to happen underground. The seeds in your heart are the soil. So we need to tend to our, our hearts so that we can get the fruit that God, God's fruit, it's his fruit that we need to be in the image and likeness, be passing on to others. We are givers, not takers anymore. Because if the giver lives in me, that's all he wants to do. He never wants to take anything from anybody. And that's why sometimes it's hard to receive, <laughs> you know. So we have to practice because that's why he said he gives first because he knew it would be harder to receive than to give. It's easy to give and hide. Just give and get, let it go away. I, it's easy to do that with your kids. 
give them a toy and get, go play. And then give them another one and, and leave me alone, you know. It's easy. But when we give and we give it and we receive God's love, it's easier to give the right way. It's the right way of giving. Then you're not so easy. It's not so, you're not so easily giving because you want to do it right. You want to be effective in your giving, productive in your giving. You want to produce and fruitful in your giving. You just don't want to throw to the swine. You want to, oh God, how would you like me to offer this? What would you like me to do? How am I to love today in this situation? That's giving. It's not only finances. It's, it's character. We give character to everyone we meet. Like when I started this, I said, people knew that I was the person that might get into the fist fight at the end of the night. They just knew when they saw me, oh, there could be a fight tonight. Everybody get ready. Because they knew my character. That's what I was giving. Because I had fear. I had my own insecurities, so I hid behind violence, basically. And I gave violence because I didn't want you to get close to me. I didn't want you to know that I was embarrassed about a lot of things that I was doing. So if I fought you, you'd leave me alone. So I, and that worked for a little while in my life. But it doesn't work when you're walking with the Lord. It doesn't work. None of that works. Praise God. So... Let me just, I guess we'll end with this. Be pleasing, produce, prod, produce to the Lord, progressing in knowledge, continually learning the word of God and applying his will in all your life. Practical knowledge, experiential knowledge. That's all your life. You got to walk this out, right? The mind has to be informed, principled, taught, educated, okay? For faith to operate. Without it, lack of knowledge is our dilemma. The more I know about who he is, the greater my faith, the more I'll walk in it, the more I'll talk in it, the more I'll, I'll get in it, like I'll get more territory. I'll get more assignments. Hallelujah. Right? So, and that, and that has to be based upon the word and only the word and not the word of man, but the word of God. Faith must rest on facts, truth, not presume, presumed to be true. And that was me. I went on other people's laurels. I had my own desire of what I wanted it to be. So I, I distorted truth to fit my situations and my feelings. So originated from self-will. That's where my truths originated. And reading the word, the written word, and keeping filled with the Holy Spirit will help clear the way for our faith to be activated and enable us to move and live in the faith realm, in the realm, in the spiritual realm, to get our, to know what's going on when he says, I'm going to plop a piece of fruit, I need you to use it. To understand what it's for and to use it properly and to manage properly. So by faith we understand. Hebrews 11.1, 1, now faith is the assurance of things hoped for. We talked about hope, the evidence of things seen. For by it, the elders obtain a good testimony. By faith, we understand that the words were framed by the word of God so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. And we'll end, I'll end with this last uh, scripture and prayer. And it's fruitful in every good work. Psalms 113 says, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And on his law, he meditates day and night. He is like a tree planted by the streams of water 
that yield its fruits in its season, and its leaf does not wither. In all that he does, he prospers. Praise the Lord. So thank you, Father, for this time. Thank you for your word. I thank you for the message, and I just pray and hope that everyone was blessed today, and thank you for blessing me and, and TCVC. Thank you for blessing us uh, this past year and, and moving forward. We just we just love you very much, and we, we give you all the glory, and all the goodness that's happening in our life is, is all, you get all the glory, Father God. Thank you. In Jesus' name, amen.